I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello there and welcome to another episode of Four Times in a Podcast. You join us on Friday the 2nd of June, 5 past 7 at night, and we we'll finally got together to, to give you a Scottish Cup final preview. We were planning on doing it early in the week, but as I'm sure you're aware, there's been a lot of speculation surrounding the manager, so I think we sort of held, held off hoping that something would come out sort of concrete either way. Unfortunately, eh, at this point, that's not the case, so we're just going to do a wee quick episode to try and get you in the mood for the Scottish Cup final tomorrow, although I'm sure Celtic gone for the fifth treble in seven years, so you don't really need putting them out. I'm here today with Andy and Danny. Tony is somewhere trying to get to Hamden, I'm sure he might join us. I'm only to wait and see, but Andy will get right into it. It's another massive game for Celtic, as I say, it's unprecedented. We had the quadruple treble, and I think after COVID season, when everything went wrong, everybody sort of thought it might be a wee while before. We went for an R treble, but credit to the job that Ange and his team have done. We're in the position where we're gone for a fifth treble in seven years. As I say, it's quite an unbelievable occasion. We're up against lower league opposition in the form of Inverness, who didn't even make the playoffs in the Championship this season. And they've already been knocked out of the Scottish Cup once this year as well and get back in on the technicality of Queen's Park playing an eligible player. So how are you feeling about Namora? I know you're a bit touch and go about a ticket for a while but you're sorted now so you must be looking forward to Hamden and this glorious sunshine we've had this week. Aye looking forward to it. Like you say there's been a lot of speculation and everything's going on with the manager but I think it's realistically we're all sort of putting that just to the side now which I'm sure obviously the, the the team and the manager are doing themselves. Like regardless of what happens, it's it's just just really all about what happens at when when that boss kicked off at half past five. I'm massively looking forward to it. As you say, it's an unprecedented treble again that we're going for. You wouldn't have believed that if you went back say to a ten year or so and said that we would really be just completely dominating in every way. I mean, even if you went back 
just before Angie came in. But the, the sort of state that we were in, the way Lennon had left us, the, the state the team was in, to be honest, we needed gutted. Um, we were all, me included, saying that whoever whoever comes in is probably going to need a year to sort of rebuild, clear it out, get his own personnel in. It turns out he didn't. It turns out he went, went won the league right away um, and done a double. And now you look at another year later and how, how do you... How do you improve on that? And he's he's on he's right in the verge of doing it. And how do you improve on a double? It's going and winning a treble. And as I say, we're we're right there. And I think the performance at the weekend against Aberdeen is just massive confidence. I'd, I'd been banging the drum for a, a couple of weeks since the Rangers game about we really I, I wanted this to turn it on again before the cup final, and it wasn't a fear for Inverness or things. But I think in one and a half games. It was just, I would rather know that we had come off a good vein of form or a good game and confidence was high. So getting that five, and let's be honest, it was five. Could have, if we came off that park at 10-0, nobody had the back denial it. Ran right at the top of them. So massive, massive amounts of confidence through right through the team. People swung off the bench and things like that, which is great. Um, You know what it's like. We've, we've been here with Inverness before. Look, one bad decision can, can have a massive impact in the game. Uh, hopefully that's not what happens, but I've got the utmost confidence in the team, the manager, and everything else to be to be solely focused on it. And it's been said, block it, the noise. Look, we will. I dare say when we after this game and we come back to sort of talk about the season and the highs, the lows, um, the success, and everything else. We will obviously talk about the manager and what we think is going to happen. But I don't really want to spend. Uh, too much at any time, sort of get on about it. But I low level opposition, like you say, they're fortunate to have stayed in the competition, but they kept going. I think they've put out two Premier League teams, if I'm not mistaken. I think you double check, to be honest with you. But aye, let's be honest, it's probably the biggest game that a lot of players in their team will play in, in their entire lives. Um, teams are known anyway for raising their game. Um, when Selig, when when they come up against Selig, quite alone. In a cup final, um, so they'll be up for it. They'll try and make it tough for us. But I, as I say, I've got the utmost confidence in the team. The way we played against Aberdeen is it's just a great way for the game before a cup final to to be playing. Um, confidence is flying as a double, a double, and we're on our way to make it a treble. And I've got the utmost confidence that we will. I definitely, as you say, we spoke last week about getting that bit of form back in after the couple of disappointing games against the uh, likes us at Mirren and Hibs and obviously the defeat at Ibrox as well after we won the league. It's, it was really good to see us back to form last week. I thought it was an almost perfect performance. We looked more like ourselves and the starting lineup was much more like you'd expect as well. And like, both our strikers get two goals and we also scored a great header from a set piece as well through Carol Starfelt so I thought it was a really good end to this league season and uh, we obviously got to celebrate winning that league and finally seeing the team lift the trophy that it deserved but but unlike last season's trophy day at Parkhead it's, it wasn't the end of the season like obviously last year we had that disappointment in the semi-final and now we are going to that Scottish Cup final Danny and it's, as I said it's uh, the chance for Celtic to get their fifth treble in seven years and it's Ange's uh, chance to get his uh, fifth trophy out of six available to him domestically. It's quite an incredible turnaround from where we were about just like almost exactly two years ago when Ange was uh, announced. How are you feeling about tomorrow? I know it looks pretty simple on paper, but if any Celtic fan, I'm sure, has some sort of 
worry when you hear about that we've got Inverness in the cup because they have came up against us and shocked us a few times in the cup going all the way back to the early 2000s or the way to even a few years ago eh, when they beat us in League Cup semi-finals and eh, Scottish Cup semi-finals. Aye, they're uh, a bit of a bogey team for us. I know we beat them a few, I think we beat them a few times in Scottish Cup as well, but they are a bit of a bogey, te- bogey team for us. But no, I'm, I'm excited for, for for the more of the pressure as well in Celtic, you know, the, playing for a treble. Um, obviously the team for the higher division and Inverness have not played in a month so they might be quite rusty um, but they all, the team will also play with a bit of freedom that like they always play with so it's not really I'm not really that worried um, obviously the more when the game kicks off you just want an early goal to settle you and we are playing for history but I think there was well Annie Hughes or Tony tweeted this morning for the podcast saying we had three trebles between 1888 and 2016 and tomorrow we're going for the world record number eight which is just fucking mental so it shows that with the, the, the kind of level of dominance that uh, a few different Celtic managers have enjoyed in the last couple of years um, and it's, it's it's got to be it's got it's got to be a good a good game you know half everybody's got enough time to get tanked up before the game before the game um, I'm sure I mean, we've got, what, about 90% of the stadium the more. It's just got to be electric. It'll be, it'll be phenomenal. And I, I wish it was going. Unfortunately, I've got a prior engagement in the morning night, so I can't make it. But I think, it'll just, I think it'll be one of the great nights in Celtic's history. And there's a few there that really deserve to, like players like Carl McGregor, you know, he really, they all deserve to be part of it, of course. But I would think that McGregor getting hopefully lift the Scottish Cup as captain and complete a treble as captain because nobody really deserves it well him. No, I as you say, it's, it would be a speak about Ange and the team, but especially somebody like Cal McGregor who's been at Celtic for so long, I'm sure it would mean the absolute world to him to lift his own uh, treble as Celtic captain. It would be quite an achievement. You've got a lot of guys like, like Sir James Forrest as well who's get so many uh, medals since of been at Celtic and they'll be looking to add to that. You've got the winners in the team and you've also got new players in the team who it, it just shows how well they've taken players. Uh, and there's a few injury worries last week when Kyogo and Alistair Johnson went off injured and I think Alistair Johnson seems to have uh, trained alright all week but Kyogo's a bit of a doubt. Uh, is it similar to like last season's League Cup final where uh, you get him in there and get get the game won if he if he is a like obviously it's his last game for a few months uh, so it does give you that sort of uh, leeway with it in terms of this would be his last game of the season or would you be confident enough if uh, he didn't make it tomorrow at, at least from a starting lineup after uh, oh, as I said last week I'll get two off the bench he'll be full of confidence as well. It's a difficult one. Um, like you say, Kyogo obviously. It depends how bad it is. Um, I actually seen, and I never looked myself, so I, so I don't hundred percent know. But I seen somebody talking about the training photos that get released. Um, and I don't think either Kyogo was near them or he didn't look look to feature too heavily. So I, I don't know how bad it was. Um, in terms of Johnston, I think the fact that he was at Dane Media and things like that tells you that he's, he's going to be in the team. Um, but the Kyogo one, I don't, I think it just comes down to. How, if he's fit enough to be in the squad and I think if he's in the squad he starts um, I've said that before if he's fit enough to be in the bench and 
to be in the position where you're going to look at him to save you and look at him to sort of dig you out when you need a goal, then he's fit enough, in my opinion, to go and start the game and get that goal and then you can take him off. Um, but I would also say, oh, obviously he get two. Um, he get one against Tibbs when he started the game. So I, I, I wouldn't have any gripes. Again, um, if, if it was him at starting, I think he's certainly... Um, it, it, it's got a hard time off some people which I've never really understood it was similar when Jackie Marcus was here um, some people are just fucking choking to get in Tampa someday and dig them out because he's no Kyogo or somebody else but I, I like him I think there's a lot of qualities to his game and I think he'll improve um, that's not me saying that I think he'll be better than Kyogo or better than Dels but I just I, I like him I think he's young and there's a lot of good parts, good elements to his game. So if it was him at the start, I would have I would have felt most confidence in him. Um, as I say, he's three goals in his last two games. Um and two of them come off the bench. So it's, it's not a bad return so far. I think I've seen somewhere that his return in a less amount of games is better than Jackie Marcus's when he sort of first came in. So I think that says a lot about him. Um but I I think if Kyogo's fit enough to be in the squad in any way and, and on the bench then in my opinion he's fit enough to start and I think he should um that will score on the league this season. His goals speak for himself. I don't need to sit and tell people how important he's been. Um, so I, I think that will be the case. But as for Johnston, I, I, I don't see him out doing media duty um, if if he's not fit enough to, to start the game. Um, I, I'd be very, very surprised at that. I think, if anything, it was probably made a precaution um, against Aberdeen because obviously he was injured for a couple of games before that. Um so I, I think I think Johnson starts, and I, I actually do think if if I was if I was stick money on it, I think Kyogo's going to start as well, um, and then he'll probably get subbed off after he's had a couple of goals. I think I think like you say, I think the team's going to pretty much pick itself. Uh, I think obviously Kyogo's a doubt. I think Aaron Moyes ruled out as well. Obviously he's been out for a few weeks, but I think even. Guys like Haxabanovich are back in training as well, so should have plenty of options if needed. But Danny, what do what does your sort of gut say that we're going to start up front tomorrow? Because I think I think most people would expect that the possible positions that were in doubt are now sort of sorted in terms of it looks like it probably will be Tomoki Awata next to Carol Starfelt in defence, and I think most people would expect Maeda to come back in to replace Leo Labada. Uh, in this sort of type of big game that Ange seems to uh, absolutely love playing Maeda in and obviously he's turned up in a lot of them as well and been massively important this season. How are you expecting this to line up? Um, kind of just what you said there, Darren. I think it will be Maeda on the left, Jota on the right. Um, with, I think he'll play Kyogo. Although I'm, I'm with Andy, if he's not fit to play out. Uh, I'm not be overly worried Defoe's starting because I think he's looked really good the last couple of games. I just thought against Tips he was he was outstanding playing up front there himself. Uh, I really really enjoyed it uh, his performance and uh, he took his two goals well last week too. So I think he scored five and or four in the last five games. So or three in the last two. So he's obviously um, starting to get an act for it. But I'd love to see. Kyogo go fat, you know, it's his goal sort of took us this season. Um, I know Jota get the one in the semi, but I'd just love to see um, Kyogo go out there because we are a better team with him in it. And he might be fat, I know he's been doing a bit of training himself, so maybe he's, he's fat and Andrew's just been keeping away from it all, but 
Um, he was jumping about daft after the, the trophy lift and stuff, so he'd like to piece fit, but if no, we've got a decent enough replacement and Owen. As you said, Awata will probably be at the back. Again, I've got any issues with that. I think he got a bit of stick for his performance against St Mirren, but if you see him uh, next to Johnson against Aberdeen, he was much more composed. And I know Carter Vickers is in Miami or all that, but I thought the whole defence looked a lot better with Johnson in it. And even Awata looked more composed. And, you know, we should have 90% of the ball in order. Um, he shouldn't have too many issues. Then, you know, so that's where he comes in. He's in when he can take the ball out for defence and stuff. It was good at it as well. But we'll need that, you know, because against teams in the lower league, you just want to choke them. You just want to hound them when they're when we've when they've finally got a touch of the ball. And when we've got it, you want our whole team basically firing towards their goal. Just keep them under pressure for ninety minutes. And a lot I've been able to come out of defence with the ball and knock it about will be be key for us. Um, and I would expect, um, I said it earlier, I'd expect my to play it. And you obviously trust him, he's one of our key players. And Abada got injured last week as well, uh, but I didn't think he showed too much, unfortunately. Um, I think Abada has been really unlucky because he's so effective, but um, he's not, I don't want to say he's not kicked on this season, because that would be half to him, because I think he's been suffering from injuries, but um, he's not really done too much recently, so. Uh, probably best if Maeda was just brought back in. No, I definitely agree with you. I think uh, Abad is still young and he still had a great return this year as well, but I just think Dyson Maeda is sort of Ange's man uh, on that left-hand side in these sort of games. And uh, as I say, I, f- I think he'll go probably start as well. I think even if he's sort of 50-50 or 60-40, I think Ange will at least let him uh, get a go. And if that means he only gets first half or... He gets on and gets a few goals, hopefully, and then you can sort of bring him on and get him uh, more experience in this sort of big showcase game. I think, as you said, Kyogo's been our player of the year. He's been the top goal scorer in the league, top goal scorer in Scotland. Like I think, I think you're, you're bang on. He just deserves to be there. To if he, if he's happy playing, he feels that he can get a goal. Then who who are we to stand in his way? Uh, and as I say, I think Timoki as you say, like I'm sure Inverness will look to rough up our centre-halves when they do sort of eh, get forward tomorrow, although that could be quite limited, hopefully, but I think Tomoki Abata has looked reasonable enough and eh, didn't really have any issues against Aberdeen last week, so I'd expect him to come in and then the, defend- the rest of the defence is sort of as you'd like. Joe Hart is probably just a case of staying eh, full concentrated in terms of the amount of chances Inverness are going to have, hopefully we can limit them to not very much and then with the likes of Johnston, Starfield, Taylor the other defence is pretty solid as it is and you'd expect us to uh, sort of be more recognised like we were against Aberdeen last week and I, I, f- I think it's, we'll come with predictions at the end but I, I just think it's just got to be a game, I think one of you says it, if we get an early goal it's sort of, I think it's just got to blow Inverness's sort of game plan of frustrating us and uh, that that's all we can try and do and just play our game and hopefully the goals will come. Uh, we will speak the new just just very shortly about the manager just because it's been hard to miss this week and I think it'd be a bit daft if we didn't speak about it at all. But before we do, I'll just tell you about this week's football prizes competition. Uh, the Celtic prize is a one-of-a-kind prize and it's a cracker this week. We spoke about Callum McGregor and it's to do with him. It's a 
Callum McGregor signing custom frame Celtic shirt and it actually includes LED lights and an inbuilt TV of Callum McGregor's Celtic highlights. It's quite something you'll need to go to footballprizes.co.uk to see this for yourself. Uh, just search on the prizes, you'll see this one. There's only 149 tickets available. Uh, they cost £3.95 each, but we can get you a wee discount on that. If you put in the code TIMS10 at checkout, that'll get you 10% off. And this competition ends on Monday night, the 5th of June at half past seven. Uh, so make sure you get your tickets before then. Uh, hopefully you're recovered from hopefully a, a big party after the morrow. And you could win this fantastic prize. But uh, aye, Andy, I'll bring, I'll bring you back in. As I say, it's at the top of the show. It's sort of been everywhere. Uh, there's been massive links with Ange and Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, we've had everybody from Sky Sports News to Fabrizio Romano to sort of your uh, reputable London papers saying that Ange appears to be one of, if not the preferred candidate for Tottenham Hotspur's managerial vacancy. Uh, he's refused to be drawn on it. I think last week there was a few questions, but the speculation sort of been a lot more intense this week. He's the clear bookies' favourite as well to uh, take that job. What, what have you made of it? And sort of Ange's comments. What, what's your sort of gut feeling about it as well? So I know he'd been linked to like a Everton and Leeds when they had vacancies, but I think the speculation was sort of nowhere near uh, what it is at the moment. What are you sort of thinking towards it? Ah, uh, it's been ramped right up um, recently, which isn't too hard to believe given that we've got a big game. Um, obviously coming up, so. Hi, it's. I don't know. I've I've sort of swayed. We've obviously been talking about it, and we've swayed back and forth. And as I said, I don't want to have it consume every thought before a tre- potential treble winning cup final. So, aye, but I, I I really don't know. Um, part of me thinks that it won't, and it's just the usual. Um, try to drum up interest and all that. But it does seem as if it's hanging about for too long, and you've had. Fabrizio Romano and things came out take, talking about further talks, which would tell you that it's, there's already been um, discussions held. Um, I, I, I don't know. It's Obviously, I think ultimately if, if they came to him and they sort of gave him whatever he wanted, um, gave him a mental transfer budget and a silly wage, then you're, you're probably not going to turn it down. I think if we're all open and honest enough that you're not going to... I don't know why when I say bigger, I don't mean in terms of club because we're a bigger club in Spurs. I don't think that's up for debate. But you're not going to get a bigger job in England coming for Celtic. I think that you're not going to go for being the Celtic manager to being the City or the Man U or Liverpool manager. I think in terms of that league, Spurs is probably the biggest team that's going to take you, um, in my opinion anyway. So I can I can see that point of view as well. Um, but... I don't know. Um, my honest opinion is I, I really don't know. It changes. You could ask me 10 minutes for now and I'd say I'd be certainly staying and then you could ask me tomorrow and I'd be convinced he's gone. So I, I really don't know. But I think you'll find out a lot post-match. Um, but I, my, my full focus on the game, I'm just trying to get out my head. Enjoy the morrow, hopefully. Um, with everybody else, enjoy the celebrations. Tony said it in the chat earlier on. I'm, I'm not having Selig ruin another treble for me. Um, like they done when they appointed some guy in the showers, but Aye, um, I, I don't know is my honest answer. No, I think that's fair. As you say, it's sort of been a week of conflicting sort of emotions and reports. There's even been some sort of counter speculation from a few of the Scottish papers saying that Celtic are going to 
offer him a mega deal in sort of response to it. But uh, Danny, what's your thoughts on it? As Andy says, your group chat sort of been all over the place. We've sort of had the hand hovering over that emergency podcast button that we thought might have to happen this week. Maybe, maybe it won't be needed. Maybe uh, we'll get full clarity after the Mora, and I think everybody hopes to uh, keep Ange and see him have another go at Champions League and Europe in general and just sort of continue playing great football but I think is this sort of the price we pay for no not only having ambitious players but having an ambitious manager as well that it's it's not only uh, players that the big clubs are going to come looking for now they're going to let's nobody sort of it's almost impossible to ignore what Ange has done in the two years he's been here that's exactly it you've said it right there I mean since he came in, every, I mean, he didn't get the greatest reception coming in. I think we, we all need to be honest with ourselves. We weren't exactly delighted that he was announced as a manager. And it, having said that, it didn't take him long to win as well. You know, we were all onside pretty much straight away. But for two years, Celtic fans have been bigging up everything he's done. So it's only natural that somebody listens. Um, it's the whole, I mean... Yesterday it was done, and then the day, oh, he's he's going for more talks. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, the way he's speaking is not as if he's got to leave, which is worrying me because there's no smoke without fire, of course. And I'm like, why just like he's not the type to come out and say it before a game. He's Everton's about focusing on the players and that. But I just thought with how how strong the rumours were, how wild it was getting that maybe. He would have come out and said one way or another yesterday. Um, but of course, not his style. But he's done a great job for us. He, you know, he's, he came in when we were at a mess. And folk are, you know, dismissing it, saying Spurs are a basket case and that one. Look what he came in at Celtic. I mean, isn't he much better? And he's, he's you know, not only mended us, because we were a bit of a broken club, but he's built it from scratch himself. And it's a tough one because you do feel like we're right at the start of something. I mean, the Champions League, the results were poor, performances were really promising, and you think maybe we'll be that experience next year. We'll maybe take a scalp or two, or we'll maybe we'll be that surprise package that goes into, you know, gets into the next round, or maybe goes out in third place and goes in a run in Europa League because other teams have shown that, you know, if you get a good draw and your team play well, you can do well in Europa League. So there's no reason we can't under Ange, the way that we've played and the way he talks about the Champions League and the experience and stuff, he's up for it again but it's it's hard for him to knock back the job at Spurs, I mean it's such a big job these days the Spurs job um, in World Cup and they've got a new shit at the stadium cost about a billion pound to make, uh, build um, right, they're not in Europe next season but they've got players that I mean we were laughing about it in the the, the chat the other day, but I mean, Yuki have Son and Kane at Celtic, and he probably wins that Champions League group um, this season with the way that we played in their games and the chances that we created. So it's better players, it's a better league. Um, it's obviously going to be more money for him as well, and he is ambitious. I mean, it's not as if he left. He didn't leave Yokohama after winning a treble. You know what I mean? He left them when they were like eight from the league or something like that. So. It's not as if he's averse to leaving mid-season or anything like that, you know. He's he seems to have went out the right the right way. If there is a right way to leave, but 
who knows? I mean, I don't. I'm convinced he's away, and then I'm convinced he's staying. Like last night, I think me and you were the same. Darn, we both woke up this morning thinking they was going to stay, and then Fabrizio Romano tweeted that he was going for their talks. It's it's funny. You just want clarity in these things because the longer these things go on, the more drawn out they become. And, and actually, if he was to go, the less time we've got to replace him, um, which is a, a bonus that we're straight into the Champions League. It's not as if you're scrambling around looking for um, somebody to come in and take a team in qualifiers. But I'll be really sad if he was to go. I, uh, I've been thinking about this all week. I think he's a brilliant manager. I, I think he's a really good guy as well. If he, you know, I don't think he's. Don't you shit on us or anything like that, but uh, it's, it's one of the laughs because I just think there's so much potential there. I, I think he is, and all we talk about people like Rogers and, and that and unfinished business and whatever, but Andrew really would have unfinished business, if, even, if, even though he's won five out of six trophies. He really would have unfinished business if, if he was to leave after tomorrow. No, I agree. I think a lot of people's been speaking about how he's been speaking about uh, quoting Tommy Burns, and then I think on the open goal thing, he was speaking about Tommy Burns as well. And everything he said in the two year about sort of, like, I remember his sort of speech after the Rangers game last uh, February when he spoke about just people coming in with problems and sort of giving them something to forget their problems. And like, just sort of, I think it'll be. Like, you know, people are sort of, I think they'll misinterpret it if he does go next week or whatever. That they'll say, I, what, what was he at? Uh, quoting Tommy Burns and uh, saying he's invested in us, I think. I think he is. I think Danny's right. I think he's he's just a brilliant guy and he just, he can be a brilliant guy and be ambitious as well. He's no far away from uh, becoming 60 and he, he'll know to himself, I think. We spoke about it previously on the pod and in our group chat, but when he spoke about Josip Juranovic leaving Celtic, he spoke about how he got to the sort of higher level later in his career, I think, although Ange's managed at World Cups and whatnot and uh, the biggest events in Asia, he's probably got to Europe a wee bit later than he would have wanted to and he'll know that these opportunities won't keep coming around and it, it might just be a case of like I think Andy's got a spot on. I think Spurs are probably the biggest club in England that would come direct to Celtic for a manager. I think I know they didn't qualify for Europe this year, but traditionally they're sort of that part of uh, like for the last fifteen years or so they've been like the traditional top six in England. Uh, and as as was mentioned, new stadium, plenty of money to spend, and uh, it'll be interesting to see. I think we'll know pretty soon after the full time whistle. Uh, the more I think the reason I sort of lean towards I think he might go is just because I think Danny says that with the weight of sort of these rumours I think if there was absolutely nothing in it he would have just come out and said look I've not spoke to Spurs and neither of any of my people and if he would have put a gun in my head I would probably say I don't think Angie's probably spoke to Spurs but I, I wouldn't be surprised if his uh, agents or whoever advises him is maybe been aware of it and Andrew's just sort of putting it to the side until the season's done uh, and uh, part of me thinks it would be a shame because I think Danny's right he's been absolutely brilliant at us and if, if he was gone it would be great that he did leave on good terms like a lot of people say that if Rogers had just left at the end of the season he'd get a hero's sort of goodbye but I think this will sort of prove that that wouldn't have been the case and I think if Andrew does go then you're going to it, it won't People shouldn't be as bitter as Rogers because he obviously left us in February during the hectic uh, time of the season for Celtic and tried to get the club at the same time, whereas Ange is just 
been he's full he's fully focused on completing the season ways and hopefully leading us to a treble. So it will be interesting to see. Uh, like I'm sure like we hear it for the club I know sometimes we get snippets from we've done absolutely nothing in terms of yes or no. Uh, so I'm sure if we get any sort of indication you'll see it on our social medias. So make sure you're following us to hear the latest. But uh, I will probably be back next week in terms of either doing a season review and sort of maybe in our in season awards like we done last season or we might have to do that emergency pod if it is announced that we're in search of a new manager or hopefully well doing an emergency pod to celebrate possibly and sign the new contract you never know but I'll get any predictions Tony has he's not been able to get on the call but he has messages saying that it'll be 6-0 to Celtic tomorrow but he also says that Angel wave the fans goodbye. So probably for the best he's known, he'd probably just depress people if he was on delivering that message. Andy, I'll take your prediction for uh, the Morris score. Uh, I'm going to go for four. Uh, I think we'll score one in the first half. It'll be still fairly edgy, and then we'll just run away with it in the second half as the game opens up a wee bit more. And they have to come out and try go for now. And also think Kyogo will start. I don't. I can't again. I'm prediction, as I say, I've, I've changed my mind about four times since I stopped speaking before. Well, so tell me really where you're thinking the movie. Tell me where you're thinking about it now, because Tony's gave his prediction, and I, I, I think, think it will conclude either way. Right now, I think he's off. Right. Okay. Danny, I'll ask you the same. I'll take a score prediction, and if Angel still be Celtic manager by the next time we record. Score prediction. I think it. I think it will be five or six. I, I think we'll score two. Early on, and it's kind of a case of it's Celtic one after that. I think we'll be too sharp for them. The team that played on Saturday was right up for it for the first whistle. And if we get that early goal, I think we'll get another soon after. <laughs> and then it'll just be a case of whatever Celtic fancy. Um, of course, no disrespect to the they'll be right up for it, but we are a league apart, pardon the pun. Um, but um, an and prediction. Um, my heart says he'll stay, my head says he's away. And I, th- I think once he gets the sight, he's human like the rest is. And uh, once he gets sight of it, the wages and what he's got to play with um, and moving to London and that, I think he'll, he'll take it, unfortunately. Aye, I, I, I think we might get a bit right doing. I know they've not played the month and... As you said, they're a, a, literally a league away from us. And I think we showed last week that that was five we took off for the team that's finished third in the top league. So I think that if we are sort of up for it and keep keep that sort of relent, relentless streak that we've got about us, I think that it could be a really long day for Inverness. And do you know what? I think it might be one of the great days for Celtic. I think we might win something, something daft like 6 or 7 nil. I just think... I don't mean to be disrespectful to Inverness, but I just think we're so far away, the best team in the country, and it's bad enough for a Premiership team to try to cope with. I think it's got to be a step too far for the uh, these Championship mid-table team that we're coming up against tomorrow. And in terms of Ange, as tough as I say, I think if there was nothing in it, then I think it would have been sort of swatted aside. don't know. It's, it's tough. I'm like, Danny, I think it's head says one thing, heart says the other. And... I think if Spurs they make the approach and offer him, it'll be very, very difficult for him to knock it back. And do you know what he's done? Great job at Celtic and I think he'll, he'll, he probably really does fancy an crack at Champions League players, but I think this opportunity would just be too big for him to pass up. And for that reason, I, I think he might go as well. Just 
I think how ambitious that he's been with us is no sort of just just way as he wants to be ambitious where whenever he goes and whatever he does in football so I think that opportunity would just be a bit too big to pass by and I I think we might be looking for a new manager in the next few days to I don't know maybe a week if we hear nothing God knows where we'll what we'll be talking about next week because picture of hopefully you never know Brendan might do us a favour and get that Spurs job and we can all relax for a few weeks before next season but uh, I as I said keep an eye out on our social media I'm hoping that we'll all be partying tomorrow after we hopefully win another trophy that leads to the treble so you'll get plenty of drunk tweets mainly for Tony I'm sure uh, but as we sort of get any Saturday, Sunday, Monday if we hear Mayor as we say we'll put it on our social media we don't hide it from our listeners and followers if we hear it and legitimate that we think it's worth passing on we will put it on there so make sure to follow us on Twitter just search for Plug Tims and everywhere else just search for Tims a podcast anyway I know this has been out late so thanks very much for taking the time to listen and hopefully you enjoy Celtic winning the Scottish Cup tomorrow we'll be back at some point next week cheers <laughs>